Is the dress Bill Clinton is wearing in the painting blue or gold? That's that's the question today. Huh? Um, little meme friendly commentary there. <laughs> Uh, I want this to become a meme, and I'm sure it already is, with a lot of hilarious captions on it. The painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress with red high heels that was hanging in Jeffrey Epstein's home for some reason, and nobody's exactly sure why. Sexy. (laughs) Wow, that's strange. So, Jack, the original painting is called Parsing Bill. And it's by Australian-American artist Petrina Ryan Clyde. Okay, so It's we know unclear if Epstein had bought the canvas or had a print mounted, but an original Ryan Clyde, of course, is very, very valuable. Do we know if Epstein ordered this or if this just existed from that artist and Epstein was like, oh, look at that? Uh, the word is commissioned. Oh, young yeah. Young yes, uh, yeah. Commissioned a painting by, what's her name? Petrina Ryan Clyde. Of uh, Bill Clinton in a sexy dress. Now, this photo was taken a number of years ago by a source who asked to remain anonymous. She was visiting Epstein to present a business proposal. And she mentions that it's a she. They let women do business now, Jack. (laughs) Um, An encounter which included spotting a girl who looked to be about 14 years old waiting to see Epstein. And this woman at the time thought, that's odd. Why is, a, uh, why is a teenage girl in the waiting room? Right. Anyway, we've got to talk about our business venture. The woman said she was shocked to catch sight of the portrait through an open door as she walked through the ornate home with her business partner. She says, it was absolutely Bill Clinton. It was shocking. Definitely a painting of him. Very provocative sexual picture. Wearing heels, a blue dress, and his hand was in a weird position. The dress, strikingly similar to one worn by Hillary at the 09 Kennedy Center Honors. And it is thought by some that the pointing at the artist is reminiscent of the famous James Montgomery flag World War I recruiting post. That's what I thought, too. Uncle Sam wants you for the U.S. Army. Right, but, what, but what's it saying, then? I want you... Parsing Bill. Uh, now, tell me this. And I'm not on the Bill Clinton conspiracy bandwagon. I think Bill was too savvy a politician to find out Epstein was a child rapist and still hang out there. Although, according to some news accounts, uh, Bill says, Bill's office said, yeah, he flew on the guy's plane four times. According to flight logs, it was 26 times. Yeah, line, says of, line, was, of, line about it's not a good look. Well, if he is, and Bill says he never went to Rapey Island, one of the accusers of Epstein says he was there. There was a dinner in his honor right after he left office. I swear it under oath. That's from one of the victims. So, I don't know. But... Again, I don't think Bill was in on the child rapiness. No. Too I've... savvy a politician, too much power, too much money. Well, and I don't know that he's attracted to underage women. Right, right. I he just want to make long, that clear. He has a long history of affairs and stuff like that, and never a hint of the underage thing. Right. Now, having said that, there he is, looking sexy and gender unspecific and pointing in the manner of the recruiting poster, I want you. Yes, yes, do you see me working? He's recruiting for the perversions. I don't know. 
You don't know. He's saying he doesn't know, folks. I want you to come to Rapey Island. Hmm? Maybe? Maybe? Of course, why would the artist chick paint that painting? Unless, you know, she's she's got a Master's of Fine Arts in painting, which means she's going to be on welfare for the rest of her life. Probably. Not that she's not incredibly talented, but it's a tough road to hoe. Sure. Making your living is a painting. Crazed Wall Street guy comes to her and says, listen, I will give you $800,000. Here's what I want. I'm thinking, she's thinking, I'll paint a damn goat's head on him if you want. For 800 Gur. Maybe I'll do this, anything you like. Do we know other works this painter has? Maybe this is just kind of what this, All this artist does. Like he got right. like Ronald Reagan in a two-piece. Yeah, she does a lot of politics <laughs> stuff. There's yeah, G.W. Bush. She, everybody she paints is in high heels and a dress. It's right. just her, that's her, the way she works. There's George Bush, George W., throwing paper airplanes. Is that the Oval Office? Or? Could be, yeah. Um, and then she had another one, didn't she, that we heard about? Anyway, so she likes the politics stuff. Um, ah, apparently this painting is hung at the entrance from his office to his personal quarters. So if you know him and you're going into the personal quarters to hang, have dinner, drink, rape teenagers, whatever, that painting is right there at the entrance. It's freaking First weird, thing man. you see. Wow. It well, Here's the one thing, the only thing I'm sure of. It doesn't mean nothing. I get it. That's not a double negative. It does not mean nothing. It means something. Yeah. I hear you. There's no way you have that big painting in that important entrance to your, you know, I'm a gazillionaire and hang out with the most important people in the world. You don't pick that painting just at random or just, I needed to put something there was a stain on the wall. I mean, it's not like that. There's a reason Bill. Whether we'll ever find out what the reason was given the fact that the guy behind it is dead, killed himself. Now, knowing the artist's other work, if I were going to seriously analyze the art, and we do a lot, if you're new to the Armstrong and Getty show, we spend lots of time analyzing paintings <laughs> on the radio. No, we really don't. If you want to see the dang thing, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. It's, you'll see it immediately. It's an obvious click. Um, this is a woman who does political paintings, parsing Bill. It's partly Bill. Partly Hillary, partly Monica, it's sexy, it's the politician, it's parsing Bill. All the different aspects of the Bill Clinton thing. Right, exactly. It's the Bill experience. We've gotten a number of texts, so I'll mention it. Several people have said the pointing is not the I want you army poster. It's the I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. It's the the, just deny it. Okay. Just deny it. Just deny your things. It's what's wonderful about art, Jack. We each have our own interpretation. It's a friggin' weird picture to hang in your entry, though. <laughs> from, from a friggin' weirdo scumbag. Not Bill, the Epstein dude. Right. Um, we got to follow up on that story that troubled everybody where one in ten millennials said they always feel lonely. And, and, and 20% say I have no friends? Yeah, and a chunk said they have no friends. There's another way to kind of look at what those numbers might mean, which is still disturbing, among other things Oof. on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. shows that the majority of children, including infants as young as nine months old, find beards unattractive. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone upset by this news? Like, I, I really hope there's no one going, oh, man, I've got to have a shave. <laughs> yeah. My friend's son, Brayden, thinks I'm maybe a seven. <laughs> Kids find men with beards unattractive, although it wasn't so much the beards that bothered them, it was the non-stop rambling about this great new IPA. <laughs> No, that's a good one. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. They cut my beard and forced me to eat it. Unfortunate. My friend's children did. <laughs> this troubling. Kid. It's like Lord of the Flies. This was a headline everywhere a week or so ago when it came out. Pull the millennials in loneliness. And you found that a third of 20 and 30-somethings repeated feeling lonely often or always then you had about 27% with no close friends and 22% with no friends at all. Yikes. And That's those sad, are man. Higher numbers than other generations and higher numbers historically. And so people have been talking about that, trying to figure out why. I was looking We're at this, more connected than ever. Looking at this article where they talk to a number of different people about what could be going on here and why. I really like this one. Uh, defining loneliness as a distressing gulf between the amount of friends one wants and the amount they actually have. A gap that young people who feel pressured by social media and television to constantly be having fun and documenting it. Wow, the, the cruelty of unrealistic expectations. I hadn't right. considered I hadn't that either. as part of this. It's kind yeah. of flipping it around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm not and sure that, I'm buying it, but I'm interested. Um. The stati- the, those YouGov statistics, that's where those stats came from, YouGov, seem shocking. That's funny. That's the same words I used to, on a guy who was trying to sell me a mule in the parking lot. Not sure I'm buying it, but I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about this mule. Does it do any tricks? Yeah. <laughs> mind if I ride it around the parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's normal. Experts say it's normal for young people to feel isolated. Actually, when we feel the most isolated is early adulthood and at the end of life. That's when we're all the loneliness. That's not loneliest. at all depressing. <laughs> Jeez, what are you trying to do to us? I'm all for understanding and wisdom and all, but you're killing me with this. Huh? So enjoy your day. I'm just going to go out you're, and feed my mule. I'm going to end up lonely. No matter where you are on the trajectory, that's right. what's coming. Here's, let me bottom line it for you. You're going to end up lonely. Oh, for the love of heaven. Look, let's not sugarcoat it. You're dying alone. Oh, jeez, Louise. Too much. Funniest segment ever. Too much. You be quiet in there. Who would listen to this garbage? So it's not unusual for young adults to say, to, to be at a, at a point of uh, isolation in their life higher than the rest of your life. But what is sure, new, in many cases, you've left behind your whole support structure and your high school or college friends or whatever. But what is new mule. is that these feelings have been exasperated by social media. That, that is, there's no doubt about that. If I had back when I was, uh, 24 years old, and, you know, some Saturday nights he had nothing going on, and I'm home, and I'm listening to music and drinking some beer, and I end up having an okay time, but, uh, you know, it's not what I my preferred situation. Right. But if I had been able to go onto a screen and look at everybody I know hooking up, drinking, traveling, it would have been painful. Including people who might have reached out to you, and you're not sure why they didn't. 
Right. So it would have gone from being, you know, not the ideal evening, but it was okay, to just, like, painful, like, what what is wrong with me, or do I even want to be around? Right. I mean, who knows? That's yeah. that's painful. Yeah. Oof. Oh, no kidding. Oof. Yeah, and then you combine that with the, the false calories or the uh, empty calories of a lot of online contact where it yeah. feels like connection, quote. but it's not. I got a quote about that. All right. Is it better than mine? Uh, different smart person. Because um, I'll, I'll sucker punch him in the side of the head like I'm Conor McGregor, if you haven't followed that story. Irish lunatic slash cage fighter. Sucker punches an old man in the head because the old man dared to say he doesn't like his whiskey. There may have been other words exchanged, but... So that whole... I'm a, a young professional fighter tries to cold cock a 65-year-old when he's not looking? Get him off the streets. So that whole I'm a violent lunatic was not a, a hilarious act like I thought it was. Right. I just thought he was like playing it up so much and it was kind of funny. Right. No, he's, then, a, he's a violent lunatic. But the name of his whiskey is Notorious. Yeah, okay. Well, you are. Um, uh, so quoting another millennial who said, uh, I've been in a, a funk for, I've been in a funk for the past month or so and not able to connect with people around me physically. It seemed like talking to people online was a middle ground where I could find social connection without having to actually approach people in real life. Well, what we're finding out is that that just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good quote. Yeah. Appreciate that young man, uh, leveling, uh, with us and, and his growing wisdom. You know, I'm, I'm composing in my head a long, Maybe text, maybe email. Email's probably a better idea for my kids uh, to talk to them about that. And I'm, I'm wording it carefully in my head because you don't want to come off as, hey, it used to be better. The way you run your lives are worse than the way I ran my life because you're young. You know, and it's not that you can at go all. down to the blacksmith and walk and make, watch him make shoes for your mule. Right. Start up a conversation. Well, for instance, uh, but if you lived somewhere before it was built up, or hot, or whatever, you have perspective on it's a lot hotter here than it used to be. Whereas anybody, somebody who's lived there their whole, or just since it got hot, would have no perspective on that. And and it's pretty obvious what's going on. I mean, it's not as if this is mysterious and yep, people are trying true. to figure out some dietary thing, you know, is, is a saturated fat actually bad for you? No, this is just freaking obvious at this point. Oh, yeah. The effect it's having. And I just I, I want them to be aware of it. And it, I think it's the twin empty calories thing and the idea of constantly having inputs when human beings are designed for a certain amount of daydreaming and, and drudgery because your mind can wander and the rest of it. That's the way we're made. That's the way we've evolved over many, 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 many years. And in your example, um, sometimes you have to see the other side of the coin to understand, you know, the, the first side. But your example of. A friend who didn't have a cell phone and was a little freaked out about it driving somewhere. Because what if A happened or B after or C? And all of us never had a phone whatsoever, and we're fine. and hopped in the car with the without the slightest anxiety word chosen intentionally about what might happen. None. What does that say? It says something. It's another one of those. It's not nothing. It's something. Right. Yeah, boy. I, that's... I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had been able to dial up a girl that I'd gone out with a couple of times and then rejected me and looked at what she was doing on the same Saturday night I was home. That oh. was never an option. Oof. 
That was never an option. By the way, kids, don't do that. Do not. I know you're curious. Don't do that. Or look, all the guys from work are over there at the pool hall playing pool and drinking beer. Huh? I didn't uh, get invited to that. Number. Yeah. yeah, she didn't. Yeah. The comparison part is a big chunk of it. Yeah, we're not designed to have that pain. Ooh, yikes. Come on, everybody. Just because it's happening doesn't mean it has to happen to you. Reject the modern world. (laughs) Return to the caves. (laughs) Wear simple hewn cloths. Drink nothing but homebrew. (laughs) I don't know. Unplug the internet. Yes. Social media allows people to practice in the very unhealthy habit of of comparing your cutting room floor to other people's highlight reels. Oh, yeah. and Nice. and That's the staff quote of the day, Michael. The staff quote of the day. Not only is it their highlight reels, sometimes it's exaggerated or completely phony. (laughs) It's not even real. So that makes it extra worse. You're not criticizing the staff quote of the day, are you? No, 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 no. I mean, he's just one. Right, exactly. We've already printed up the trophy and... What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Israel bars two U.S. Democratic congressmen from visiting. Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy findings point to homicide over suicide. Does oh, it? come on. That's overstating it. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, what's the matter with you? Armstrong and Getty. be interested in this if you're a young person or the parents of young people typically people entering their 30s have settled upon an identity and entered into a job that fulfills social needs in short people's social world often solidifies toward the end of young adulthood that's when you kind of get your groove going and uh, the loneliness ends and that's nice everything's fine or at Hmm. least it used to be maybe that won't be that way anymore with social media as you compare yourself to everybody else's uh fantasy life and think how come I don't have all that? Look, that couple is happy all the time. Right. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is closing the door on two U.S. Congresswomen after a tweet from President Trump. Trump saying Michigan's uh, Rashida Tlaib and Minnesota's Ilhan Omar should not be allowed to visit Israel next week. Trump tweeting, quote, It would show great weakness if Israel allowed Representative Omar and Representative Tlaib to visit. They hate Israel and all Jewish people, and there is nothing that can be said or done to change their minds. This is your Trump controversy of the day, as the media world is going crazy. Oh, boy. Over presidents saying various elected members can't travel to countries, and how dare he, and... Strength is showing that you welcome differing opinions and the okay, usual. Fair enough. And no, okay. uh, yeah, all, all, right. all fair yeah. points. Yeah. Ask me about this in three days. Nobody will remember this a week yes. from now. Not a chance. But it is your controversy of the day. Trump finishing off the tweet. Minnesota and Michigan will have a hard time putting them back in office. They are a disgrace! Exclamation point. And again, that visit was set for next week. That visit is now off. Crying shame. The mystery surrounding the death of sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein deepens after his autopsy finds several broken bones in his neck. Dun-dun-dun. Wow, good dramatic voice there, Marshall. Thank you very much. The convicted sex offender found dead in his Manhattan cell this dead, past Saturday. Say. Yes. Go on. One expert telling the Washington Post, some of his injuries were more common in homicides than suicides. More Quite as common, but common. 
<clears throat> that expert going on to say, well, but it doesn't really rule out suicide by hanging. So, anyway, the expert is all over the place on this one. An expert. An expert. Who contradicts. All right. Moving on. What's the next story? We've got, uh, this, this, is, uh, this is troubling. Five Indian and three Pakistani soldiers are dead after a cross-border exchange in disputed Kashmir. Uh-oh. A Pakistani major general tweeting that Indian forces are increasing firing along the line of control. The line of control marks the border. India's denying that, said its five soldiers were killed in ceasefire violations. Now, they were the first reported clashes between Pakistan and India since New Delhi changed the status of India-administered Kashmir, increasing the tension between the two South Asian nuclear-armed rivals. So this this is a situation where now they're opening fire on one another. So I was, I was looking at the map of this area, and you got this area, and it's disputed. You've got uh, part that's administered by Pakistan, yep. part that it's administered by India, mm-hmm. a big chunk, a very big chunk that is administered by China. Yeah, territory ceded to Pakistan to China in '63, but never recognized by India. Right. And then another giant chunk, or smaller chunk that's just contested by everybody, China, India, and Pakistan. If you live there, I have a feeling it's stressful. I imagine. That little section. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has now approved a new treatment for tuberculosis that has a 90% success rate. It turns out TB has surpassed AIDS as the world's leading infectious uh, cause of death. And this new three-drug combination shows the greatest promise of a cure. Now, the XDR strain of TB has been resistant to previous treatments and is often fatal. But in trials so far, nearly 90% of the patients with this strain who got treated with the new regimen were cured within six months. Well, that's good. That's good till it mutates again. How much of that surpassing AIDS is the rise in tuberculosis versus the drop in uh, AIDS cases? There's a ton of money has been spent on that, and it's way down, for instance, Africa. Right. Bill Gates has done a lot with that. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at uh, both uh, sure. both uh, events and uh, you know together. Uh, we we got another very disturbing note this morning. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration announced today that July was the hottest month in the planet's recorded history. A month ago, the agency announced that June was the hottest June ever recorded. The records date back to 1880. The Midwest. So it might have been hotter the summer of 1879, and you don't know. The Midwest. People were doffing their top hats all <laughs> over town. The Midwest and Northeast of the U.S. My parasol is soaked in sweat. <laughs> the Midwest and the Northeast of the U.S. both experienced heat waves the third week of July with temperatures reaching triple digits. It was a cool uh, month where I lived, so uh, <laughs> I got mine. There you go. A week after that, Western Europe recorded temperatures in the 100s. It was crazy hot, no doubt. All right, that's right. Sell your parka. Buy some shorts. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Has anybody heard any more about how the black hole at the center of our galaxy has is, is lighting up? Yeah. Has anybody explained that? Yeah. Yeah, the astronomer we talked to. <laughs> well, has anybody else explained it? Mm, nobody else, just him. And I have a feeling he's a crackpot. What are you going for? Here? I don't know. Uh, yeah. You think yeah. that's the answer? Sure. So you're yeah. just going with the first astronomer that. No, I haven't read something the that confirmed it practically word for word. What are you trying to scare people that 
The galaxy is going to be sucked into a black That's hole. That's a God thing, man. Never, never. He's tired of, of our act. Well, who, can, who can blame him? That's I, right, Mr. President. I concur. Right. I'm tired of it too. Mm-hmm. Please. The black hole. Is it too now late for pulsating. plumbing school? <laughs> yes, the, the black hole at the center of our galaxy yes. is pulsating light. Yes. And nobody knows why, except for that one astronomer that we talked to yesterday. It's the event horizon, Jack. And he said basically it had just consumed a lot of gaseous matter. Is that Hard what? fart primary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's not helping. It's not elevating the discussion. Yes, as, as matter gets closer to the black hole. Right. It uh, it gets whipped up, but good yeah. by the gravity. Okay, sorry for all the te- technical talk. <laughs> uh, and 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 it, it it puts out energy and light as it gets whipped up. All right, it happens all the time. Okay, all the time. Uh, new it's por- not at all God climbing through his porthole and coming to harvest our souls. Listen. It's not that. Okay. Can you listen to me, porthole? Probably. <laughs> Uh, a couple of things I teased that I haven't gotten to on uh, how much bosses earn versus their employees, a, a new record being set on that. And yeah, drop that on you us. you got to wonder why that's happening, don't you? A uh, new poll out, Biden and Warren tied in this national poll. What? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. It's an outlier of a poll. Um, uh, in, in every other national poll, Biden still has a double-digit or more lead. But there is a poll out from the uh, YouGov for the Economist that shows Biden and Elizabeth Warren basically tied. Biden's at 21, Warren's at 20. That's within the margin of error, so you'd call that a tie. Point of error, uh, Mr. Chairman, a double-digit or more lead would imply a triple-digit lead, which would be 100% or greater. Okay. I meant, I meant 10 or more. So I see. Yeah. Back to you. Yeah. Point um, of personal privilege. Well, is that the term they were using at that socialist yes. convention? Point of personal privilege. Point of personal... Uh, what? Go ahead. <laughs> but so we'll see if there are any other polls that match up with this one. So far, that is an outlier. Oh, man. I will always remember until please, the election. Please run Liz Warren. Donnie Deutsch of Morning Joe on MSNBC. And the only guy I heard on election day... 2016, I will always remember this, because there is some polls tightening up, and uh, and he made some noise, and they said, what's wrong? He said, I think this lunatic's going to win. Oh, I thought, boy. really? Dude. The guy yeah. from The Apprentice? Anyway, Donnie Deutsch says, you run Elizabeth Warren, you lose 47 states. Wow. Wow. That was his opinion hmm. on his politics show. Um, So there's that. And then this story, which we have talked about for years, because it's been going on for years. The boss is making a lot more than the employees. Boss always makes more than the employees, but the ratio used to be a lot different. If you want to go all the way back quite a ways, in 1965, the average CEO earned 20... And then this, you know, some of you might think, okay, here comes one of those left-wing rants, sort of. I just, I've always wanted to know why this is happening. Why is this happening the way it's happening for so long? In 1965, the average CEO earned 20 times as much as the average worker. So 20 times as much in 65. Then it went to 30 times as much in 78. 121 times as much in 91. Oof. 
And now, as of uh, 2018, it's 278 times more than their employees. The average CEO makes 278 times more than the, the employee. So again, it started at 20 times, then over the years, it's gone from 20 to 30 to 121. It's now 278. Yeah, I've heard multiple explanations why this is, and they all might have some truth to them, but Man, I've been looking at this and, and, and asking that question and trying to figure it out for a long time, and I don't feel solid well, in the, the answer. The main thing I hang my hat on is the is the way we changed doing things over the years for a variety of reporting reasons and then for a variety of attitudes was this short-term quarterly attitude. And and all it's it, it, nobody thinks long-term about, we want to be a company that's good and solid 40 years from now. No, mm-hmm. what are we going to get this quarter? And if you can, if you can hit the number, then you get the giant bonus because it's all about, the stock, you know, what, what you're doing with your stock this quarter as opposed to right. building a long-term win. And indeed, it's often the opposite. It's debilitating in the long term. Right. Guts companies. But but yeah. it is it is a significant change, though. I mean, that's not a minor thing. Yeah. I've heard that everybody's on everybody else's boards yep, that, now, and there's a culture article. of that. And and also the, uh, the, 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 the rise of, the myth of, the... Rock star CEO from the various business books in the 80s, especially in 90s and till today. It all kind of comes together. Of course, you know, if the myth of the rock star CEO uh, is generally accepted, you hire the right CEO, your stock soars. Right. And then that CEO gets an enormous bonus and everybody's happy until your company's gutted, you know. Is stumbling and fumbling, bumbling three years later and has half the employee. I, because I'm not Bernie Sanders, am not as worried about how much money that guy or woman is making. No, that really has nothing to do with me. It's unless just, it's coming out of my pocket. Is if it, if it is what I think it is, it's it's rewarding short-term thinking to drive up stock price. Which is a very, very powerful thing in modern America. No, yeah. doubt, no doubt about yeah. that. It's one of those laws of unintended consequences bearing a bitter, bitter fruit when they required more reporting. And then there was more attention paid to that reporting. It became, you know, one of the, the main goals of business was to impress people and have a big number. Quarterly, now monthly, practically weekly, depending on the business or, you know, what part of it you're in. But yeah, it's crazy. I don't think it's healthy. We got this text. Do you guys have the video of the woman getting attacked outside her door? Oh, we talked about this at length. Uh, we did. We, yeah, we did. Yeah, this woman attacked by a, a crazed junkie bum. Most terrifying moments of her life, no doubt. Had to fight for her life. Finally got inside with the aid of a, a female security guard. This terrifying, violent attack. God knows how it would have ended if, if she hadn't escaped. Caught on video. The cops find the guy. They, they arrest him. He's a dangerous, vagrant junkie. They let him go two days later. He's loose on the streets again. To hurt whoever he wants. Beautiful San Francisco, of course, where crime has been decriminalized and the government has made its choice between the taxpayers, the honest citizens, and the, the bums and junkies. They've made a clear choice. They've made it over and over again. I mean, it's infinitely clear at this point. Uh, and they're making that choice in uh, towns across America in the name of compassion or something or other. Yes, the quality of life for everybody has, has, has plunged and you're in danger all the time, and so are your children, but we've shown how compassionate we are. So we're good people. 
And uh, too much screen time for kids is leading to getting more glasses, according to a report. At least the percentage of 13 to 16-year-olds who need glasses has doubled over the past seven years. That's one of those stats that may or may not be... uh... Uh, you could take a little Freakonomics look at that. I don't know. Is there more screening in middle schools now or something like that? I don't know. Oh, but a good it's one. possible. Good I'm... one. Yeah, I see what you mean. Or um, uh, have glasses become fashionable. I remember when glasses got fashionable and everybody yeah. was wearing glasses. Well, and I remember growing up the idea that, and this is mostly generation before, but that if you had glasses, it's because you're a bookworm. You read too much. And then I heard growing up, that has nothing to do with you becoming myopic. And now it does again if it's video games. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an eye doctor, Jack. So there you go. And we're out of show, and we've got how many minutes left? Got one minute here. Oh, one I got, minute. I got. We came up a minute short. I got hours worth we of We plan out this show. We show. We do yeah. a run through. Yeah. Early in the morning, we run through the entire four hour show. It timed out perfectly this we morning. We must have yeah. talked slower in the run through than we did during the show. We talked faster. So before you had coffee, maybe? Yeah. 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 Drink coffee, you talk faster, and you come up in a minute short. You've got to plan for that. You really do. How about this for the uh, mass murderers? I don't use mass shooters anymore because first-person shooter is a description of a game. It sounds fun, sounds like a game, sounds cool. They're murderers. Anyway, uh, here's how to give these murderers notoriety. Put them all naked in a plexiglass jail somewhere anybody can see them. Problem with stopping a week. Instead of notoriety and and Boy, fame on the one. internet forever, they'd be humiliated. Yeah, we're gonna work really hard at keeping you alive, and then you're gonna be uh, put in a glass booth naked for everybody to look at you and taunt you. Right, that'd be a good one. Yep, that might actually work. I think it would. It's cruel and unusual, Who probably, cares? but it would work. Fine. It's time. It's time for final thoughts. Final thoughts. The final thoughts. It's time. It's time for final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. That's an odd thing to do. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought to wrap up the show. There he is, our newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marsh? Well, I got an invitation, a free invitation to the exercise spa near my house. Now, this is the one with the wine bar that I used to go to years ago, (laughs) where they kept letting me in free, thinking I was going to join up. Yes. I do believe I feel a tone-up once again coming on. Wow. An exercise spa with a wine bar. Yes. Very, very high end. Finally. Michelangelo in the control room. Press the buttons. Final thought? All right. Well, my cell phone uh, needs to be repaired. They promised me a simple repair, a short wait, and very inexpensive, but I bet it's going to be a long wait, and it's going to be expensive, and I'll have to get a new phone. Yeah, probably. Yep. Positive, Sean. Your final thought? Yeah, with more and more data coming out about how social media only exacerbates loneliness, make an effort. Go out. Make some eye contact with people. Hmm. Look some people in the eye, even if it's a stranger, but not too long. That could be threatening. Yeah. Touch them, but get their consent. (laughs) Jack, your final thought for us? Taking my uh, boys to see Grandma and Grandpa today for uh, a couple of days and could not be more excited about it. They are just over the moon about it, just vibrating. I don't know if they slept all night long packing and everything. Just the bringing family stuff together, especially when you live far apart, is so awesome. Uh, My final thought is uh, some celebrity types like myself, they have features on their homes and magazines. I'm instead going to let a team of medical professionals tour my colon. Uh, tomorrow, 
And you're going to Facebook Live it? Yeah, no. And get a colonoscopy? <laughs> so uh, do it. I hesitated for years because of fear and and, and, and just uncertainty. Uh, don't be like me. Do it. Also, call your mom. She misses you. And clean as you go when you're cooking. Don't let it wait till the end because then it's miserable. All great tips from you. Like, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> The Red Sox look to be a factor again this year. Why aren't you Facebook living your colonoscopy? I don't know how. I'm not on Facebook. I think it's stupid. Have Hanson show you how. And I do think they knock you out. They're gonna they're gonna put oh, you down get like you a high. high. No, you're not out. You're just oh, high. Oh well, high, 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 uh, baby. We'll see. Woo! Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We got all sorts of clicks for you, including the infamous Bill Clinton uh, painting. You can. Email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Tomorrow, God bless them. You're having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? KSI keeps slamming it. Armstrong and Getty.